Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Lin Li Fu. Now, Singapore will draw on its COVID 19 experience to boost its climate resilience. And one key area of focus it's looking at is developing its infrastructure. But despite the global thrust to go greener, measures on the environment appeared to be muted in this year's budget. Nevertheless, local green firms are pushing the envelope on their efforts. Singapore's only commercial rooftop farm, Comcrop, for example, is looking to boost its production in the near term to push Singapore a step closer to its 30 by 30 goal. In the studio with us, Alan Lim, founder and chairman of ComCrop, joins us to share an insight look on challenges faced by enterprises in the green space and the support the sector needs to push ahead. The Alan's also the founder and CEO of Alpha Biofuels. Yes, welcome, Alan, to the studio. Hi, 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 everybody. Good morning. Good to have you with us. And I see you've brought us a little gift. Can you tell us what you've got in front of you? Yes, yes. It's past Valentine's, uh, (laughs) but I figure I'll bring you some vegetables. It looks as good as flowers. And um, yes, it's edible. And it smells Um, very green. Yes, yes. It's. uh, I went to the farm at 5 a.m. this morning and uh, we took it directly from the farm. And uh, it's uh, it's grown directly in the farm. It's grown clean in a greenhouse. And when I was there this morning at 5 a.m., uh, the lights were on, the growing lights were on. Um, mm. They were powered by the solar um, power that we stored um, the day before. Okay. Yeah, and this brings uh, the production uh, efficiency up by 50% because we are literally making use of light to mm. shorten the growth cycle. I see. And so this is, what have you got in front of you? It's a, it's a lettuce? It's a lettuce that okay. is uh, grown clean. And so I I asked you guys to have this for lunch. <laughs> Basically, you take this and then just pluck off the grow media and there you have it, a salad. Wonderful. Nice. So, Alan, you've spoken about the efficiencies of green tech um, yeah. at your com crop facilities. And we were talking about, you know, implementing green tech across numerous sectors. And that was something that we've seen in past budgets, initiatives to push that. Mm-hmm. But what were your thoughts on this year's budget? Did you feel that on the sustainability front, things had kind of cooled down? Uh, yes, there is some of this feeling and thoughts, but I think generally a lot of the sustainability competitiveness of our economy will come from the SMEs. Mm. And I think the funding of SMEs to be more innovative, to actually be more energy efficient, will make them more carbon competitive. And I think that's very important. We're not just going to cope with climate change. We actually need to compete with other countries and, and companies to be more carbon competitive. And so if a company becomes more energy efficient, is able to produce products or services that requires less energy and lower their carbon footprint, their products will become more competitive internationally. So you're saying more companies should be more carbon competitive. Singapore is trying to commit more resources to doing that. Yes. So what do you mean by you know, being more carbon competitive? Well, when we think of carbon, we think of it, of it from a tax perspective because large company, large emitters mm-hmm. actually has to pay tax. Mm-hmm. But global consumers are asking for low-carbon products. Mm. So, for example, the letters that I bring you mm-hmm. today actually requires less resources to grow, right? Mm-hmm. And it grows on a marginalized land, but it makes use of technology. And mm-hmm. funding that technology 
requires a lot more than say you know a, a normal farmland that yeah. has natural resources. But if you can do this well, and consumers start to pick up on um, their preference to buy low carbon product, then this naturally wins. Mm. Because then you have to think about cost of infrastructure, right? Not just the mm. space and yeah. the, the cost of technology as well. And then all, yeah. that also goes down to manpower. So what kind of support are businesses such as yours getting from the government at the moment when it comes to managing and tackling those costs? I think the government has done enough to support the base uh, mm -hmm. energy costs and uh, kept prices very stable for us. I think that's a very useful thing. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen fluctuations of energy prices, especially in a high-tech farm like us. I think moving forward, I do wish that to see more funding in terms of how we can get, have access to lower-cost clean energy, mm, lower-cost no. sustainable energy, right? Um, today, solar energy or uh, clean energy from the grid uh, is still quite pricey when it comes to uh, using it for agriculture. So how are you powering your farm mm. then? Because you mentioned that the, the lettuce that you've got in front of you was yeah. grown from the solar mm. that you captured from the day before. So this yeah. is direct solar panels that you've got on yes. most of your yes. uh, facilities or how does it work? So we have portions of our farm where we, we, mm -hmm. we are not using it for growing and we install solar panels. But that does not um, allow us to use, um, doesn't constitute 100% of all the, the mm. energy that we need. So we still need to bring energy in from the grid. And currently uh, we are getting energy from the grid at... Um, at fossil fuel um, price, right? I see. So we do need to have some way of assessing clean energy at a lower cost. To make it a more viable option. Yeah. Yes. So tracking back a little, you and your partners designed and built an aquaponic system, right, from scratch for better growth efficiency. And now you've proceeded to tap on other innovations like the Nutrim film technique, which requires minimum water to grow crops. With all of these advances, is it difficult to scale production? Well, we kind of scaled up 20 times during COVID because we oh. responded to the 30 for 30 mm -hmm. call. So today we are producing close to 400 tons of vegetables a year. Oh my goodness. And we have like thousands and thousands of packets of vegetables in the supermarket. Wow. Um, so scaling up has become something that we consistently do now. Mm. And because of scaling up, we're able to have access to more useful technology at an mm -hmm. economy of scale. Alan, what has that journey been like? I've just got to rewind because I remember going to the launch of Comcrop. Jane Goodall was there, right, many, many years ago. Yes. And just, I mean, that has just blown my mind, the, the statistics that you've just shared with me. I mean, talk to us about that growth. What have been some of the key challenges for you in terms of scaling up so rapidly? Well, yes, when uh, Dave Jane Goodall came, it was a community <laughs> farm, hence the, the name Comcrop, yeah. Community Crop. Okay. Um, scaling up has always been uh, tough because it's not natural for Singaporeans to buy local vegetables. Mm. Having that buy-in continues to allow us to have revenue and revenue brings us to growth. Mm -hmm. So every, at every stage of our growth, we need to push out a lot of vegetables and then we need to have the response. And every, at every stage of that growth, the, whenever we introduce a large quantity of vegetables to the public, the take-up sometimes are very, is very slow. Mm. And we have to consistently remind Singaporeans or residents in Singapore, hey, this, this is not a, something really bad. This is really good for you. Mm. you know? This is very healthy vegetables, grown very... And then we see um, volume picked up. And when the volume picked up, then we scale again. So the cycle of growth is actually very much related to how quickly the consumer 
uh, buys in to local produce. And and this um, is the same for a lot of other farms that is coming and scaling up just like us. But haven't you seen a shift in mindset on the back of that 30 by 30 goal? There has been so much push towards yeah. consuming local produce and the yeah. understanding that we need to, I mean, yeah. especially on the back of the pandemic. So uh, I call this the last meter decision. Mm. So we, we all know that local produce is better, better quality. We all agree that we need to support the local farm. But sometimes when you go to the supermarket and when you go to the shelves, and you see something that you're not familiar with, you're, you naturally shift to something that you already uh, is familiar and you buy it for years. And then that decision changes, right? So we really now need to work on the last one meter. The, the, when you stretch out your hand, you naturally pick up the, the local produce. That is the one that will be most impactful today. We are speaking with Alan Lim, founder and chairman of ComCrop, Singapore's only commercial rooftop farm. Now, Alan, you, for one, wear many sustainability hats, right? So with a big global push for sustainability, has that lowered the barriers of entry for those who want to explore the field that you're in? Well, when I started with ComCrop, I think we are one of very few um, farms Today, I think there is more than 100 farm licenses being given out mm-hmm. for high-tech farms. Mm. And that came in a short span of 10 years. So mm-hmm. there is indeed um, willingness to participate in sustainable businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think the younger folks are responding very well to a call, a challenge to, to solve uh, our climate crisis. Mm-hmm. So we have young people working on our farms. And now we even have um, PMETs who decided to do a career change coming to work in the farm. Hmm. I think we are we are really growing in, in terms of recognition as an industry. See what you did there, growing <laughs> farms. Okay. Um, and it's interesting because we have seen um, a number of courses being offered for people who are looking to make a career shift mm-hmm. to farming, agriculture mm-hmm. here in Singapore. But as you mentioned, it's that mindset from the consumer to understand that farm to table is actually happening here mm-hmm. on our little red dot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to ask you from... From, from starting off as a community farm and then going into being a commercial farm, mm-hmm. you've got to tackle issues such as manpower. And I know that you've mentioned that younger professionals are looking at this and we're seeing people, those who are doing a career shift. But we've also heard from industry players that there is a gap when it comes to finding and manning the green workforce, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are able to understand the technical aspects mm-hmm. of greener technologies. Uh, is mm-hmm. that one of the key challenges that you're also seeing in the industry at the moment? While people are interested to join, there's still that talent gap of wants and needs. Yes, I think when you are shifting from one industry to another, and when this industry is very nascent, and it has all sorts of really fun things to do, like mm-hmm. a nutrient film or a IoT system, naturally there is a gap where you really need to pick up quickly. Mm-hmm. I think what is uh, interesting uh, to observe is the Singapore farming really hasn't been done for many, many years. So we don't really have a workforce that is that's actually even knowing what growing is. So we need to do that quite quickly. And I think the polytechnics and the higher institutions have already implemented some basic courses. Mm. And for the uh, PMETs who is looking for career change, there's also avenues for them to really pick up a few basic 
um, skills and knowledge about um, this industry and then join us and then do some OJT on job training and then they can really go really quickly. So Alan, apart from training, what do Singapore's green firms like uh, Comcrop, for example, need to stay ahead uh, you know, of your competition from perhaps abroad? Well, we need to grow better. We need to get better quality food out into the market. Uh, and we've been doing that. Um, a lot of emphasis has been done on the operating part of things. Mm-hmm. And what we need to now focus on is developing better quality vegetables. So mm-hmm. we're talking about seeds. We're talking about variants and, and genomics. We don't have that yet. And that will be a missing piece to make, making sure that Singapore's agri-produce actually could compete overseas. We don't just want to grow a lot. We want to grow better food. We want to grow more nutritious food. And I think that's a very good response to climate change because climate change is going to to cause um, resource disruption. And when we do have resource shortages, it's more important to grow using less resource but higher nutrient density food. Mm. And when we do that... Uh, we actually can win um, regionally and we can scale. And are we seeing more conversations happening that are moving us in that direction? I'm hoping that happens. There is a lot of talks about where do we want to go after we scale. We cannot keep building farms Mm -hmm. um, and just becoming a, a company that takes seeds to vegetables. We need to go upstream and look at why why are we picking these seeds? Where are the better seeds coming from? How do we get better genomics into the seeds so that we can get better nutrition into mm. into our customers? That's great. Well, Alan, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. It's been thank an absolute you. pleasure. We've been speaking with Alan Lim, founder and chairman of Comcrop. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.